بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين الله says in سورة الأنفال وما كان الله ليعذبهم وأنت فيهم وما كان الله معذبهم وهم يستغفرون Allah tells the Prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام that he's he was not going to send he's not going to send his punishment this was when the the Prophet was in Mecca Allah is not going to send his punishment when you are among them and Allah is not going to send His punishment when they're making istighfar because they make istighfar. The first part that's mentioned is very indicative of the status of the Prophet with Allah Azza wa Jal. As terrible as many of the things were that were occurring in that place, because the Prophet himself was there, that was enough to prevent Allah's punishment from descending upon that area. And we ask Allah to protect all of us. That's one. And then two, the importance of istighfar. So this ayah reminds us of two key things. The status of the Prophet ﷺ and also the status of istighfar. In Surah Al-Munafiqun, Allah says regarding the hypocrites, now this is in Medina, but the concept applies in general. Regarding those hypocrites especially though, and I, I want to emphasize that because they're living in the city of the Prophet ﷺ. At the same time as the Prophet ﷺ, they're interacting with him on a constant basis, wasallam. They're even praying behind him in his masjid. Not just once in a while, but fairly often, at least Jum'ah, but even in addition to that. But because there was nothing present internally, then there ends up being no reward for them unless they change their ways, except for those who do tawbah, except for those who, you know, they, they make that U-turn and they, they rectify themselves internally and they go in the right direction. It's very interesting to note that regarding this specific type of heart, this specific type of person who has a heart that has become so extremely hard that at that time, even when they're told, okay, you know, you've messed up, you've messed up even towards the Prophet ﷺ, just go and ask him for forgiveness and ask him to ask Allah to forgive you. What would any of us give to be able to have that type of opportunity? Because if, if the Prophet ﷺ makes dua for you, if the Prophet asks Allah to forgive you or me, then we're going to have a lot of hope that we're going to be forgiven because of the one who is asking. وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ وَأَعْلَمُوا أَنَّ فِيكُمْ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ Right, the, the, the status of the Prophet is so high such that Allah never refers to the Prophet in the first person in the Qur'an. The Prophet is mentioned five times by name in the Qur'an, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, four times as Muhammad, one time as Ahmad, and each time is in the third person. It's about him. It's not necessarily to him directly based on how the language is, is formatted. وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدَ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرَّسُولُ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ This is how the examples are. But when the Prophet is being addressed directly, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِي O Prophet, يَا أَيُّهَا الرَّسُولُ O Messenger, يَا أَيُّهَا المزمل, يَا أَيُّهَا المدثر. This is indicative of, of the status of the Prophet, as high as the status of the Prophet was. Allah says that even if you were to, whether you ask for their forgiveness or you don't ask for their forgiveness, Allah says that He's not going to forgive them. I mean, that, that is very indicative 
of the condition of the hearts of those people, we ask Allah to protect us from that. Their hearts have, had become so hard and so coarse, such that they would arrogantly turn away from the Prophet. They would arrogantly turn away. They would arrogantly, you know, turn turn away from that. They would turn their heads away from the Prophet. We, you know, we, we hope that if we were alive at that time, that, you know, we would, instead of turning away from the Prophet arrogantly, we hope that we would turn towards the Prophet in humility. Look at the stories of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq and Sayyidina Umar and how they would interact with the Prophet Sometimes there, there may have been, you know, a, 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 you know a, a, small, a small misstep and maybe the Prophet got upset, Ya, ya Rasulullah, forgive us, you know, ask Allah to forgive us. And that's indicative of the hearts of those companions, radiallahu anhu. So for us, what can we take away from this? One is the importance of istighfar, asking Allah for forgiveness. These people, they would never ask Allah for forgiveness. They would never ask Allah for forgiveness. But for us, if we ask Allah for forgiveness, then hopefully it's a means, it's a way to get us out of that category. And it, a sign of a healthy heart that has healthy iman is that there's a healthy concern of being aware of what hypocrisy is and then actively trying to avoid it. So if Allah describes the hypocrites as people, they don't care about istighfar, okay, we want to care about istighfar. They don't care... Uh, uh, about giving charity, okay, we want to give charity. They don't care about doing any good deeds whatsoever, okay, we want to care about, about doing good deeds as best we can. At the end of the surah, Allah gives us key action items to, to motivate us to make sure that we can totally avoid any chance of ending up in that category of, of being from among the hypocrites. We ask Allah to protect us and forgive us. What are the two things that Allah specifies? The first one is general. To just be a good person. For us to just try our best to be good people as best we can. None of us are perfect and none of us are going to be perfect. But we can strive as best we can to get better, to progress, to try to have as much ihsan as we possibly can. With Allah and with the creation of Allah Azza wa Jal. What are the key regrets of those types of people at the end of their lives? What do they end up saying? What do they end up wishing? First, specifically, I wish I would have given charity. They wanted to be stingy with the Sahaba to the point, the Muhajirun specifically, because they were struggling financially. Don't spend on them. No, 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 we want them to break. We want them to shatter. That was their intention for withholding. It wasn't because they didn't have. They had. Many of the Munafiqin were, were wealthy in Medina. But they insisted on, on not wanting to give because they wanted to break the community through their stinginess. But then what ends up happening later? I, would, I wish I will be unto me. I wish I would have given charity. So the first thing mentioned by the munafiq, I wish I would have given charity. That's one. And then two. And, and just, I wish I would have been a good person. I wish I would have been a better person. So we can prevent these types of difficult situations by making istighfar, by giving charity and just trying our best to be decent human beings, decent people. We ask Allah to help us to do so. We ask Allah to forgive us. We ask Allah to make us from among the charitable as best we can, even if it's half a day. And we ask Allah to make us from among the righteous and not among the wicked. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Wa akhiru da'wan alhamdulillahi.